listen to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed, here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, and they will talk about how my New York Knicks are in the playoffs for the second time in three years. So I actually got playoff basketball to watch this year as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, they might talk about baseball. They might talk about Adesanya knocking that boy out and making fun of his son or making fun of him in front of his son, which I fucking loved. Um, all kind of stuff they could talk about in the world of sports. But mainly, they'll be talking pro wrestling, which is what that site is known for, whether they like it or not. Just like we do here on Boots to the Face. How's it going, EJ? Can't complain. Back at it like we never left here to talk professional wrestling and we, i hope you prepared yourself for a first round exit with the knicks why would you say that it's inevitable man they're just playing cleveland hey that boy donovan mitchell ain't no joke neither's jalen brunson jalen brunson ain't even make an all-star team stop it or rj barrett he's or my boy with the nap ass hair what's his name uh left-handed Julius Randle is your best player. Yeah, I don't like him. No, he let me. He let me down in the playoffs against the Hawks. But it's gonna be a competitive series. I'm excited for the playing game tonight. L.A. versus Minnesota. Minnesota. This uh, this IPTV I'm paying for is really pissing me off. It's like the only channel that never works consistently is USA Network. Like the one channel I want to watch a couple times a week is the one that doesn't work the most. 
when fucking NXT and shit. Maybe it's fucking the podcast God's way of saying I don't I don't need to be looking at Gigi Dola while I'm trying to podcast. So you got my undivided attention. I just turned the fucking TV off. You took the words from my, 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 out of my mouth. I'm about to say no NXT treats for you. Not tonight, at least. But that means all attention to wrestling like it should be. Sorry, I'm getting texts from being annoyed via text message. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was your weekend, EJ? Can't complain. Watch some UFC. Adesanya, like you said, knocking out Pieta and pointing at his son and falling on the mat. That was highly entertaining, but petty. I mean, was it petty, though? Like, you got to teach these little motherfuckers. You're going to talk shit. Be prepared to get it back when you get it, you know? It's like it's like the girl from fucking uh, Iowa, you know? She talked all that shit the whole tournament, and then everybody got mad when she got shit talked back to her. Like, they tried to make it seem like, oh, she only did it once. That motherfucker was talking shit every time I saw her. She was in motherfucker's face doing it. How about when she was... When she told old girl from South Carolina, bitch, you self-checked. <laughs> she just, just waved her off like, go ahead and shoot it. Ain't nobody scared of you. Disrespectful as hell. Nobody talk about that, though. Sometimes you got to teach these little motherfuckers a lesson, EJ. I'm all for it because the kid is 13 now. But when he made fun of Izzy, he was five. Come so on. what? Something about when them chickens come home to roost. Well, that's that's long-term booking for you. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy said, I ain't forget that shit. Now look at your daddy. Sleep. <laughs> I could only wish to achieve that amount of pettiness that Izzy has. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, EJ. Let's let's go through the rundown since we don't have the uh, the ticker up there anymore. We got power rankings, you know. We got Rick Steiner. Uh, real quick, we'll get into this. RIP to Bushwhacker Butch. One of the Bushwhackers passed away, right? Friday night of WrestleMania. We didn't get into that last week. Um, If you were a kid in the late 80s, early 90s watching WWF, the Bushwhackers, no matter what race, creed, or color you were, boy, you was bushwhacking like a motherfucker when you saw the Bushwhackers. Which was crazy because, not that I was a big uh, Sheep Herders fan, but all the wrestling magazines I remember seeing when I was a kid, the Sheep Herders were like, they were like the fucking uh, them boys, the Briscoes, you know. They they were fighting shit like that, like bloody knockdown, drag out. And then they got the WWF and they're fucking licking kids' foreheads and shit. Uh, but a good, you know, they had a good gimmick. They made a, a, probably a good amount of money. What do you what do you remember about the Bushwhackers? Yeah, them licking foreheads. That's not COVID friendly. What no COVID in nineteen eighty seven, EJ. Um. <laughs> Yeah, rest in peace to him. He's a a legend. I know very little about the Bushwhackers. When they were running around in their heyday in WWF, that's before I started watching. But like you said, Vince kind of watered them down from what I've been reading back when they were, what was it, AWA or NWA? Yep. They were the sheep herders. Yep. I heard they used to run amok. Like, like you said, they were almost the their version of their day of the, the Briscoes, so... Some bad motherfuckers back in the day. 
Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, is are they brothers? Or like, are they Kate Bay brother? You know, I don't know. I never looked that far into. I mean, back when the Bushwhackers were popular, like we didn't, we didn't fucking worry about if people were brothers in real life. We just motherfuckers said Rick and Scott Steiner were brothers. We were like, cool. They said fucking Undertaker and Kane were brothers. We were like, whatever. I didn't know Undertaker was related to Isaac Yankum. <laughs> True. Um, but they kind of made their mark on pop culture a little bit. You still see people doing like the little Bushwhackers stump. Hell yeah. Sporting events and stuff. So. Yeah. They do that shit too. That's so all you could ask for when you get them into the industry is to make an impact. And they certainly did. Yeah. I mean, people went from licking foreheads to licking asses now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we also are going to talk about stuff going on in uh, AEW as far as the Elite CM Punk, the All In announcement. Um, we got new Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. Jamie Hader might be. I want to talk about where you think Jamie Hader is as far as North American women wrestlers. Um, we got the WrestleMania T shirt week winner, that announcement. WWE draft got announced. Switchblade signs with AEW and Vince McMahon. So we got a lot to talk about, EJ. Let's start uh let's start Rick Steiner's motherfucking ass. Do we have to talk about him? I mean, let's just talk about the stupidity of it. Like not just hateful like language and feeling towards somebody let's just talk about how dumb of a fucking move this is for somebody that was about to get a lot of money from wwe somebody that was getting money from wrestlecon you finally show up in public again you're on the cherokee county school board the fucking county i live in right now that's why i'm moving my kids about this motherfucker you're on the cherokee county school board you haven't gotten wrestling paychecks in a long time you finally signed with wwe mattel's about to come out with all these fucking steiner brothers figures that all those figureheads have been clamoring for right you about to get the bag and you fumble it in the dumbest way possible just can't can't hold in your fucking hatefulness you're in a room full of fucking wrestling fans a thousand people go to these wrestle cons ej more than that right and you're yelling out to a transgender woman like hateful shit. How this is not on video, I don't know. Because people record every fucking thing. Um, WrestleCon asked him to leave. I can pretty much guarantee you Mattel's going to take take his fucking figure away. Scott's still going to get his money. Yeah, I would have never thought that of the two Steiner brothers, <laughs> the one that would scream out some hateful shit would be Rick and not Scott to get canceled like that. It's just... I don't know, man. Just dumb. Some people just can't help themselves, man. You might as well be hanging out in the front and row with Trump and Kid Rock and all those guys. Like, it just pissed me off to see Mike Tyson up there. Man, Mike Tyson is off in his own world, so he gets a slight pass for that. Tyson was the highest giraffe pussy in that picture. Yeah, and he's punchy, so we'll give him a slight pass for that. But back to Rick. Our parents teach us this at a young age. If you don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. Yeah. Like, if it's, does it bother you that much that you had to go out in public and berate this woman? I don't, I just don't get it, man. If somebody's not bothering you, then why bother them? That's, that's selfish stuff. Like, 
it's bothered you that much. I feel like I had to get it off my chest and say it out loud. Like, it's not that serious. It's not. You can have your own beliefs, and, but just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you got a son that's in uh, WWE right now. You think that's a good look for him? Come on, man. Yeah, it don't make sense how... I don't know, man. I just, I don't get it. Like, if you don't agree with what somebody's doing with their body, who gives a fuck? But to be in a space like that in public and just yelling out, like, hateful shit. Like, did you think you were... Did you think you were amongst friends? <laughs> and nobody was going to care? Like, I don't know. It's just a... It leads me to believe that it's not his first time doing something like that. Yeah, it probably hasn't. He just got caught this time. Yeah. And I don't want to project this on Ron Berka, but I wonder what his thoughts about it. Because you know Rick's probably teaching them that bullshit growing up. Yeah. But you don't always have to follow in the same path of your parents. He has a mind of his own. I'm hoping that he formed his own opinion and doesn't have the same opinion of his dad. Yeah, we'll see. Um, just last night, news broke, not news broke, but uh, Lita was attacked by somebody backstage. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus then got the freeboarder rule, I guess. Uh, Trish gets pinned by Liv Morgan. They lose the Raw Tag Team titles, and then Trish turns heel on Becky Lynch. Didn't somebody like kind of predict this way before there were rumors out there? You weren't the only one, though. Everybody was saying that. Yeah, I believe I was first. I didn't see it anywhere when I said it. I said I this shit a month ago. I need to see the receipts for this. I mean, you were here, EJ. I was talking to you. Well, I have to go back and check other people's receipts, too, to see if you were first tit. <laughs> I can't believe this man don't want to give me my credit. Y'all hear this shit? <laughs> But no, like you said, we all saw it coming. How I mean, we saw it coming last night, but I'm talking about like a month, a month and a half ago when I said it. I was like, I don't know why Trish is here. Watch her turn heel in her feud with Becky. I think the way I laid it out, there was a little bit different. I thought they would, uh, if I remember correctly, I said that there'd be some kind of miscommunication in the match at WrestleMania. They would still win, but then they would kind of like beef back and forth, and then eventually Trish would turn heel. So it kind of, like I predicted the end game, but I didn't predict it correctly. But I'm not here for it. Uh, I'm just, I've never been a big Trish fan. I mean, every now and then she'll put on a really good match. But to me, I don't think she's that good. I think she's overrated, honestly. Um, And just like, poor Becky. Like, she's had to carry Lita for all these months. Now she's got to carry a few with Trish. Going to have to carry a match with Trish, kind of like she carried the match with Lita. Lita couldn't even fucking hit her correctly when her back was turned. Like she pushed her into the ropes. I don't know. I'm just I'm not here for it. I don't really care about it. I think you got those Mickey Jane rose colored glasses on. You don't want to give Trish the respect that she deserves. I mean, if you go back and watch, Trish wasn't very good. She was good for I I'll put it like this. If we take women that started out as like uh, eye candy that became wrestlers. I take Nikki Bell over Trish any day. Mm, I wasn't watching during the Bella era, so you may be right. When Nikki Bella decided to start wrestling, she was way better than what Trish is. When she stopped like 
just coming out there to be eye candy and she like wanted to take wrestling seriously, she got really fucking good. It sucks that her neck injury and shit like that stopped her because she was right there when Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and all of them came up and then she got hurt like not too long after that. But I think she could put on some really good matches with them. But going back to Trish though, that was a hell of a match she put on on the tag team uh, match yesterday on Raw. I thought she was just going to come in for the hot tag, but she was putting in a little bit of work. She was messing up so much. Well, I must have not been paying attention. There was one point uh, Becky was up in the corner and I can't remember if it was Liv or if it was uh, Bronze. What's Bronze girlfriend's name? Gonzalez. Raquel. Raquel Gonzalez. I couldn't remember if it was Liv or Raquel, right? And they were about to do a move. Becky had her like hook. Like she's going to give her a scorpion death lock and spin around. And Trish like runs over there and just stands there. And you see the referee like talking to her like get out of here. So then Raquel's got to give her like a half ass kick to the face to like move her out of the way. Because she wasn't supposed to be there. She did it a couple times last night in that match. I remember one time she tried to go for the pin. And Corey was like that's why they're not on the same page. Right. This is why. He said that a couple times last night because she was fucking up left and right. I thought it was done on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like if it, match. Well, if it, if it wasn't, then I guess I have to change my mind on the match. It was trash. I thought they were like trying to play up the part that they weren't tagging before. No, it was Corey covering for her fucking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know what you're talking about because Becky attacked herself in and Trish went to pin her and Becky's on the top rope like, move, bitch. I'm about to jump. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I thought that was on purpose, but if not, then that's tragic. So, who did Becky face at uh, a Women's Evolution pay per view? Charlotte. Huh? Who did Trish face at that pay per view? She was in a triple threat match with a or six woman tag match. Actually, I'm sorry, it was a tag match. It was Mickey and Alicia Fox versus Trish and Lita. I could have swore Trish came back for a. A one-on-one match before she didn't. She, her retirement match was against Charlotte like three or four years ago. I don't get the turn then. What, what does it make sense for her to turn on Becky then? They haven't explained it yet. She was saying something to her like it's my spotlight or some shit. Even then, like, you know, when Roman gets to talking shit, like he talks loud enough to where the camera can pick it up. She was like whispering. Like, I'm sure that was important, whatever she was saying. And we couldn't even fucking hear. I don't know. This is not a Trish guy. It makes sense for her to turn on Lita because they've been mortal enemies storyline wise, but True. I don't get where Becky fits into all of this. You think Trish attacked Lita backstage? Of course. Mm. So she's a heel heel then. Or or do you think Lita was faking and it's like a plan between both of them and they're both heels now, like coming after Becky? That's too much jumbling up for them to try to execute. My mind can't take that many twists and turns. And then Charlotte has to come help Becky. Why would you inject Charlotte in this? We were doing well. Why not? Why not? No. (laughs) Let her stay home and be with Andrade and take her rest like she does every six months or so. It says she's doing a bodybuilding contest now. She's training for that. That's why she's going to be gone for a while. Who do you think will win in a bodybuilding contest between Charlotte and Jordan Grace? 
right now, Jordan Grace, she's all fucking muscle. She doesn't even look like the same person. Where did that come from, too? I, I could have swore I looked at her page, like, maybe January, and she looked like she did last year. I don't know. I can tell you that her voice has definitely changed, so she, I don't think it was one of those juice-free competitions. I was about to say, somebody drug tested this woman. Come back super spicy. Yeah, definitely but, not. Uh, definitely not a drug-free one. Go ahead. Uh, nah, I'll hand it back off to you. Um, <clears throat> speaking of women's wrestling, we had a match last week: Riho versus Jamie Hader for the AEW Women's Championship. Probably one of the best women's matches they've had in that company that wasn't like a lights out match or some kind of gimmick match, right? Just a pure wrestling match. Jamie Hader gets the win. In your eyes, in North America, so we're not talking about like all the Japanese wrestling and Mexico and shit like that, but AEW, ROH, WWE, NXT, Impact, NWA, where would you rank Jamie Hayter in the pantheon of women's wrestling? That's a complex question. Overall or in ring or just overall pop- as, as, as popularity? All of it. Popularity, microphone skills, in ring, uh, connection with the crowd. Just like if you were starting, if you were starting a women's wrestling company, what round what draft pick would she be you got all the north american territories like i said impact wwe nxt aw roh nwa mlw you know all the other shit that we don't watch all the indies what round just go down the list of people you would pick and tell me when you would get the jamie hater hmm that's a good question Probably, and then we only consider women, right? Yeah, just women's wrestling. I'd probably pick her third round. So third overall? Yeah, third overall. Ooh. And who you got in front of her? This is important. I don't even think I had her that high. I got Bianca and Becky. Ooh, her and Mercedes. Ooh, I don't know. Mercedes is technically J- Japan right now, though. She's not. She's not North American. Oh, you did say North America. Well, then I'll, I'll stick with third. I'll take Becky and Bianca over, and that's it. Hmm. Surprise. You, you know, no. I'm <laughs> I said I disagree with you. I said she was lower on my list, but. You might be right. I think third is a good slot for her behind Becky and Bianca. When you talk about the total package of, of, of wrestling right now and how popular she is, like she's probably one of the most popular wrestlers in AEW right now. And I, and she's she's really good at like physicality, but she's also good at selling. Like when she's wrestling and she's getting her ass kicked, she's like getting her ass kicked, right? To sell for Riho takes a lot, and she was able to do it. Um, but she's also just like, she's got that strong style, too, that makes it look like she's really fucking somebody up. 
she's decent on the mic. The crowd loves her. She's young. Got a good look. I th- I think you're right. Only thing about her is she's kind of stuck in that AEW bubble. Cause she's super over in AEW. She's probably, like you said, the most popular wrestlers on the whole roster. But Bianca and Becky have, uh, you know, they benefited from being in that WWE system. So they've broken through mainstream. It's just one thing. The last hurdle that Jamie Hader would have to climb over is the big breakthrough mainstream. I, f- I feel like her and Becky are more comparable than her and Bianca because Bianca's very athletic. Bianca's Bianca's had the WWE system behind her the entire time. Becky never. Becky didn't at front like Becky got over by herself, and they basically didn't have a choice but to push her. Um, and I feel like that would be what Jamie Hader would be fighting if she was in WWE. Like they'd be like, "Cool, yeah, we might give you a title run here and there, but like, we're not gonna put the whole brand behind you unless you make us." Which I think she would have to. Um, Chaos in the chat says Rosa, Britt Baker, Genocide, Lady Frost, Bianca, Becky, Eo, Bailey, Naomi, Hader, number ten. I'm disagree vehemently with that list. Yeah. Vehemently, cool. I know Thunder Ro- Thunder Rosa is cool, but she's injured for one. Um, when she was over, she won the title, and then like everybody turned on her. Britt Baker, she'd probably be top ten, but it'd be closer to the bottom. Genocide, I like, but she's nowhere near the top ten. Lady Frost, I love Lady Frost. She follows me on Twitter. What's up, Lady Frost? Um, she's not top ten yet either. Mainly because she probably hadn't had a breakthrough yet or a chance. Bianca, Becky, EO. I could see EO, but EO, the, the language barrier is a bit much for EO. But pure wrestling, she's definitely top 10. Uh, Bailey, Naomi. I, this is going to, you know, this might get some heat with people that look like us, EJ, but I think Naomi's a bit overrated. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, she does a fucking jumping ass to the face move like <laughs> she's super athletic though oh she is don't, don't get me wrong like when it comes to like my daughter loves her like she wanted her fucking funko matter of fact chaos fucking sent it to her like she wanted the funko pop like she just see her comes out with all the lights and the crazy clothes and dancing around and athleticism and all that but then in the middle of a match like sometimes that stuff does now naomi has put on some bangers that have surprised the shit out of me. But I think Naomi's closer to like top 15 than top 10. Plus we hadn't seen her wrestling like over a year. I'm about to say out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But I agree with you, bro. I think, uh, I think top three is a, is a, at least three to five is a good place for Jamie Hayter. Your AEW women's champion. She's definitely the best AEW women's champion they've had. Mm, yeah. I like Rio and Sheeta. I think Sheeta had the second best reign, but people started to sour on Sheeta and wanted Britt Baker to beat her towards the end. But uh, also, also um, they're pushing for Britt Baker to be like their mainstream girl. They have her on this all access show. Why not swap her out for Jamie Hayter and push her towards the mainstream? Jamie's getting pushed on TV, so it's a way to keep Britt Baker like in everybody's eyes while she's taking a backseat to Jamie. 
Plus, Brett the Baker's show kind of cool. My bad. I was about to say Brett Baker kind of cooled down. I feel like they should turn her on Jamie. She's better as a heel. She's like this in between character right now, which I'm not vibing with. Well, the show All Access is also like a year old. So a year ago, Britt was basically because this was happening when Thunder Rosa was champion. You mean the actual footage from the show? Yeah, it is just debut it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, because I, I mean, a lot of it. Uh, they're talking about Thunder Rosa like not coming to work as champion. Like, think about how long ago that was. It was almost a year ago she won that title. I hadn't watched it yet. Have you? I hadn't seen any of them yet either. I'm falling behind every day. It's too much wrestling. Yeah. And I like shows like, excuse me, I like the behind the scenes, like stuff like that. But it's just like you said, it's it's a lot. I even got behind in the rivals and biographies and I love those. Last one I saw was the NWO. Uh, so you didn't keep up with any of the season. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to have to find somewhere to, to watch them. I wish there was like a DVD of them. Um, I just, I, I just watched them on that website I gave you the link for. Yeah. Speaking of DVDs, Tony Khan still hasn't come out with an all-in DVD, even though he owns ROH now. This guy's like, think of the money, EJ, he could have. You know there's footage of like the behind the scenes stuff from all in with Cody and the Bucks, like putting everything together, Dustin Rhodes at the fucking gorilla position with DDP, Tommy dreamer, like all of this footage of them putting together the biggest indie show in the history of wrestling that's out there. And this man still hasn't put out the Blu-ray for it yet, but all ends coming back five year anniversary. They're going to Wembley stadium. That was Tony Khan's big announcement. Um, how you feeling about the announcement? I like it. I'm going to start off saying that. How you feel about it? I like it too. So Tony does hold the rights for the name All In, I guess? Yeah, because he owns ROH. ROH held the rights for All In. Uh, so by him buying ROH, now he owns it. I like it. 80,000 uh, seat stadium. That's a lot of tickets to sell. I don't know. You think they could fill it out? I think they get at least 65K in there. Really? I was going to say it's a win if they got 50 in there. 65? That's pretty ambitious. Impact did the biggest numbers they ever did when they would go over to the UK. They were over here. Impact's biggest show was like 6,000 people, I think, in the Alamo Dome. The Alamo Dome where they had the Royal Rumble at this year. Impact put 6,000 people in there. It was like, this is our best show ever. They went over to the UK to get 20,000 people. Mm. Chaos is he doesn't think more than 35 Yeah I think they'll smash that number uh, I think what they should do Is they should set it at 50 And when they get to 50 And they sell sell out Then they start opening it up And then you could tout it as a sellout um, But for all these people Like if they just get 40,000 That's a that's a stoop that's a, No it's not 40,000 people is a lot of fucking people In a market that you've never been to um, but yeah, I, I think they get 65,000 people in there. When's the last time they had wrestling at Wembley Stadium? SummerSlam 92. Brett versus Bulldog, right? Mm-hmm. You get fucking CM Punk back, team up with FTR to take on the Elite. You get fucking Mercedes to come and fight Jamie Hayter. Sting's last and- match, maybe? No, they can't do Sting's last match in the UK. That's got to be in America. Yeah, you got to do that over here. 
Uh, I just think uh, yeah. for yeah. those losers online wishing that they would fail, why? If they do good, then that's good for the whole wrestling industry. You should want to see them do well. That's healthy for the business. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't get the hate, you know? Like, I don't like the NWA that much, but I don't like go out of my way to hate on him. The, the world champion sucks. Like, he can barely walk. It's so stupid, right? And I was a big NWA guy, and then it just got, like, away from me. Um, but I don't want to see him fuck up. Like, it's a place that, if you like Matt Cardona, he's on TV there, right? So if you like Kenny Omega or Jamie Hayter or FTR or all these people, they're on TV in AEW. So why do you want it to fuck up? People just have nothing better to do than to hate. Chaos Theory says Sting's last match should be in Atlanta. You motherfucking right it should. Um, I'm sure Tony Khan, he uh, has a team over there and, and uh I don't know which country. I mean, I don't know which city it's in. It's somewhere over there in England. So I'm sure they've done the metrics on it. Oh, yeah. You see that it'll probably sell pretty well. Like you said, 65000 is a win. But they got to stack the card. I mean, I think 40000 is a win. But I'm I'm saying sixty five because that's how many I think. But if you put 40,000 people in there, that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, but you have to do all types of tricks and stuff like that to cover it up. I think 50,000, you could spread them out. Definitely 65, you could spread it out. Here's the thing, though. If you got 40,000 people that come, guess what that means? That means there's no stadium, not a stadium, there's no arena that could fit 40,000 people in there. So if you go all the way to England and you go to a 15,000-seat arena, yeah, you sell it out. But what about the other 25,000 people that want to get in? You're missing out on all that money. It can't be that fucking expensive to rent Wembley Stadium. Who the fuck's using Wembley Stadium? Nobody. You don't have like a team that's in there. No, they got a soccer team that plays over there? The English national team, I want to say, plays there, but they don't play it all the time. They don't have a like a Premier League team in there. So like you said, nobody's really using it right now. But they have other stadiums over there that are like 40,000, 50,000. But, hey, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Chaos says, do y'all think AEW could ever sell out Jerry World? Mm, I don't know. I think, I think, I think WrestleMania sells itself. I don't think Cody versus Roman got 80,000 people to show up twice in LA. I think WrestleMania got 80,000 people. I think wrestling wrestlemania has been around for 40 fucking years like it's a it's like the super bowl now like even when you don't know the card you're still buying tickets for wrestlemania i don't think AEW is there yet could they get there in 20 years maybe a long time 10 years would probably be more reasonable well i mean think about wwe like they didn't start doing these big stadium shows until like 10 15 years ago no they did uh What's the what's the name of the the Silver Dome, WrestleMania three? Right, and then where were they at after that? At WrestleMania twenty was in fucking Madison Square Garden. Like, there was one that was in Chicago's fucking United Center. Uh, they didn't start r- normally doing big stadium shows until like fifteen twenty years ago, maybe. Like before that, they were doing arenas for WrestleMania. I want to say WrestleMania twenty three was the first time they started doing it every year. 
Yeah, so you're talking about 16 years. Like They also tried to test the water. What was the WrestleMania 6? Wasn't that in the Toronto Dome or whatever you call it? The Silver Dome? The no, Super the, Dome? T- whatever the Blue Jays, I want to say, playing it. Oh, shit, I don't know. Whatever dome they have in Toronto for 6. I think Edge was in the crowd. But yeah, AEW, like... they... AEW, they would have to market a specific show like their version of WrestleMania because right now we still don't know what's the bigger show, Double or Nothing or All Out. Right. And then I, f- I feel like AEW's not even selling selling out for fucking their regular TV programming. So it would be hard. But like you said, I remember All In the first time. Like, that was the place to be when All In happened. Like, I don't know how it worked out, but I just happened to be at home and I remember being on the phone with Peteopolis and me and him are trying to get tickets and I'm in the waiting queue and I got the tickets before him and we got really lucky with getting the tickets that we got, right? And then you put StarCast on top of it. I think All In should be their WrestleMania. I think they should move it away from All Out, put it like somewhere in the summertime maybe, earlier in the summer, and move it around. Don't just keep it in Chicago or whatever. Move it around like WWE does. Make it a fucking destination thing. Make it the place to be. Put a fucking AW access there like WWE does. And then you get all these other like... Because WrestleMania is not just about WWE anymore. You got fucking Wale Mania happening. You got all the indie shows that take place around it. Like Anybody that's in wrestling is at WrestleMania weekend putting on a show somewhere. And AEW could do that with All In. Yeah, like you said, they definitely have to spread it out, though. Because how do you feel about All Out being two weeks after All In? Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a lot of money coming out for the pay per view buys. I would I'm I'm gonna be very interested to see what the All Out pay per view buys are comparable to All In because that's that's what two weeks apart. <laughs> Most people don't want to pay 50 bucks every four months. And now you want them to pay 50 bucks twice in two weeks. And then I want to say Forbidden Door is not too far off from, from those two cards as well. Yeah, that's. And then you got to actually throw on a compelling card where you're not putting on the same matches that you just did it all in. Have they officially announced if uh, all in is going to be on pay-per-view? I haven't even heard of anything about that. I would imagine that it is, but you're right. Like they haven't, they haven't. I mean, it just came out like six days ago. There's not many details out on it, but I, you know, if we had to guess, more than likely it's going to be on pay per view. Maybe if you buy all in, you get all out at like half off or something like that. See, that would make sense. That would entice people to actually buy both. I ain't buying either one of them, but I'll watch it. <laughs> Even if it's two days later, <laughs> I'll just have to stay off social media. Um, speaking of social media, when we come back, we're going to announce the winner of this year's WrestleMania t-shirt week, the winner of the Doink the Clown uh, Mattel Creations figure. So stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Boot to the Face. It is indeed showtime. Boot to the face productions. It is indeed showtime, folks. Who the fuck is this asshole? Boot to the face. 
Chris Rucker, DJ motherfucking Reed. Chris Rucker, DJ Reed. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. I got a boot in my Don't mind if I do. Welcome back, Boots to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. EJ, we ran a WrestleMania T-shirt week contest this past week, or I'm sorry, this past year, to give away the Donk the Clown. Mattel Creations action figure. And I have chosen a winner. And I'm going to tell you how I picked this winner, EJ. I didn't tell anybody, but I thought this would be the fairest way to do it. And I basically went by likes. Who liked your t-shirt the most? I made sure to go through from the Boots of the Face account and I retweeted every fucking WrestleMania t-shirt week that was hashtagged or that was tagged with us to make sure that no matter how big or small your following was, our following saw it. Um, and the guy that won, the I looked at the metrics of the one that he won. It wasn't like a shitload of people saw it compared to like there was a couple other ones that twice as many people saw it, their posts. But his got the most likes. Um, I feel like we need a drum roll. I guess that would have worked, huh? I probably should have did that. <laughs> but the winner, and he took a picture. This was WrestleMania t-shirt day one. He got 40 likes on this picture. It is Roddy Roddy Piper's shirt, along with a custom LJN with Roddy Piper wearing the same shirt. 80s wrestling fan is the winner of this year's Boot to the face WrestleMania T-shirt week contest. Eighties wrestling fan, you have one week from right now, eight forty-five Eastern Standard Time, on Tuesday next week, to DM us at Boot to the Face to claim your prize. He don't say nothing by eight forty-five next week. I'm gonna have to go to second place. And second place is a guy that got heat when it comes to uh. Actually, 80s wrestling fans, second and third place. But if he don't fucking claim his prize, <laughs> he's it's got to go to the next biggest person. So congrats to 80s wrestling fan. Uh, he was bringing the old school shirts, very uh, original T-shirt. So, but yeah, WrestleMania T-shirt week, always a lot of fun to see the different shirts people bring. I say this every year, but I'm going to have to start getting some more like obscure shirts. Like I noticed some of these shirts these guys got and mine are so like generic, like. The man, <laughs> you know, like a sting scorpion. Yeah, that's my guy. But I think my most obscure shirt I had this year was like the Mr. Perfect shirt I got. Those retro tees cost way too much money. So if that's what you want to do. Homage isn't that bad. Homage, uh, I'll, I'll plug them even though they're not a sponsor. But if they like to be, we get we get good download numbers. Homage, I'm just saying. Homage is, uh, they're not that expensive and they have sales also. They're not like PWTs. I thought we not weren't mentioning them anymore. Yeah, fuck them. 
<laughs> Although I did buy something from them this week. I didn't have a choice. I had to get this shirt. And they what had the they had the uh spring whatever sale. That sting shirt, like thirty thirty years or three decades of whatever. It's a it's a dope shirt. I had to get it. I take a look at that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get back on there and get an Ashley Dambois shirt too. Oh, she's got merch out there? Yeah, her shirt's high as you know, that's my girl, but her shirt's high as giraffe pussy, you know. Thirty one dollars for a shirt, Ashley. I don't you know. You probably sell more if they were like nineteen ninety nine. Just saying. She must be doing well though. She hadn't changed the price though. So good for her. Hey, shout out to Ashley. I'm at money. I'm gonna have to wait on the sale though. Um WWE announced this week that the draft is coming back, EJ. Is this how they are going to split up the belts? I don't want them to. That waters down whoever beats Roman if you split the belts up like that. It's cheap. Not really. What do you What do you think? I don't think so. I think as long as he's still the universal champion. I mean, what they could do is they could just give him one title and be like, you're the world champion or you're the universal champion. You're the WWE universal champion and they create a different world title for whatever brand he's not on. So if he gets drafted to Raw, he could still keep the universal title and still keep that streak going. So you still beat him for that title. Um, and then they just put a fucking champion on SmackDown. I don't think that like waters it down at all. I feel like that's too convoluted for him to keep the universal and WWE. So those titles are just merged forever now, I guess. Sure. I don't think you strip them of any of it. Or or maybe you do. Maybe you say, look, man, you're on SmackDown. We need a champion over here. You don't want to work. <laughs> so we're fucking taking the titles. They do that. I wouldn't be completely mad at it just because you need a world champion on both shows. I think if you're going to have two tag team belts, even though those are unified right now, and the networks are the main reason why you should probably have two belts because I'm sure USA is upset that they don't have a bell on their show. Yeah. Um, but if you do that, I think the only person that should beat Roman would be Jay. Because nah. it kind of takes away from everybody else. Nobody else could beat him when it was two belts. And now once he has I it, mean, suddenly uh, just a universal belt, now somebody can beat him. Storyline-wise, it only makes sense for Jay to take that universal title off him if they do split him up. In theory, or not in theory, in actuality, like Roman's only been uh, had both the belts for a year. Like he had the universal title almost two years before that. So taking the universal title off of him is to me the bigger deal. Like technically, he, I mean, he just won the WWE title fucking a year ago at WrestleMania. I wonder how many times he's defended it. Probably only like three times since he won the WWE championship. No, he defended it against Brock twice. He defended it against KO, uh, Sami Zayn. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Uh, was Cesaro in that mix? No, nah, he was back when he was just the universal. Universal champion. Daniel Bryan, too. Um, yeah, I mean, that's five or six title reigns or defenses right there. Hold up. Did he, he defend it against Brock twice? I thought he only did it at SummerSlam. Yeah, he did it in Saudi. I uh, thought that was when he was still just the universal. Or was that? You could be right. Year? You could be right. You might be right. I, I can't keep track of those Saudi yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't ever watch them. So, but yeah, you had the Logan Paul, uh, SummerSlam was Brock. Survivor Series was a, uh, Hell in a Cell match or War Games match. Uh, KO at the Royal Rumble. Sammy after that. Um, I feel like there was one more I named already and I forgot it. But yeah, he's only defended it like every other month. So, <laughs> fuck that 30 day rule, I guess. <laughs> Those rules don't apply when it comes to the tribal chief. Where the hell's Gorilla Monsoon when you need him? He wouldn't tolerate this shit. Him or President Jack Tunney. <laughs> exactly. Back in the good old days. When, but if you split the belts up, who do you put the world title or WWE title on? Not Cody. Yeah, like you can't put it on Cody. Yeah, it's a cheap way out. Cody's got Cody's to gotta beat somebody for it, not win a fucking tournament. As a matter of fact, I have Cody lose in the finals. Fair and square. I have him get clean. Clean as a sheet by Seth Rollins. Or keep the universal title on Roman, vacate the WWE title, have Cody and Roman on the same show. So you even set the fans up to even think that's a possibility for him to win that vacant title. Yeah, but Jay's definitely the guy to take the title off Roman once everything, once all the uh, dust settles. Um, Switchblade Jay White is signed with AEW and apparently FTR re-signed as well um, you think Jay White made a mistake going to AEW or staying in or going to WWE would have been better for him with the merger and Vince back in power I think he made the right move yeah I that's like I tweeted out. I said Jay White told Triple H, "Who all over there?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, just me, Vince. Oh, Vince <laughs> over there. Nah, I'm good. Well, I say, you know, when you're about to go to the barbecue, I'm trying to check for who all over. There <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jay White made the right choice. Uh, I don't like how they debuted him, but I, I'm a little confused too because I thought he got kicked out of the Bullet Club. He got kicked out of Japan, and then he got kicked out of New Japan altogether. I don't know if they explicitly said Bullet Club. Yeah, he got they Bullet Club turned on him. He got beat up by that fucking big motherfucker. I don't know his name. He's like a giant over there. Hikaleo? Sure. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Chris. <laughs> it's, Tony, it's Tony Khan. It's Tony Khan writing for it. <laughs> he just fucking and I noticed him in uh. Uh, Juice, Miss, Mr. Tony Storm, I noticed they weren't doing the regular Bullet Club hand gesture. They were doing a different one. I heard they had some type of tag team back in New Zealand, maybe, which I don't know about because I'm not a nerd looking for random indie wrestling. <laughs> but, apparently. But that's the thing about AEW. They don't explain stories. Don't explain you shit. Gotta, you just got to look on the internet and figure it out on our own. Yeah, I don't know. That's whatever. I think he's going to get lost in the mix, but I still think AEW is the better company because he's going to at least get to showcase his skills on, he random, de- on random rampages and random dynamite main events. He definitely would have got lost in WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, But I, I don't know. I think a year, year and a half, he'd probably be world champion in AEW. 
then again, I don't know. AW their their champions got long reigns. He might he might be the first one to like win and then lose it two months later. Yeah, I feel like they need to switch it up and do like a short. Well, they kind of did with Moxley and that old punk debacle, but I don't think they wanted to do that. Though. Yeah, they didn't really have a choice. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing like somebody with just like a two month reign, but. The MJF cloud is still kind of hovering over this company. I'm feeling like they're keeping the title on him so he don't leave. I feel like the punk cloud is hovering over the company more than anything. I think MJF's already resigned, but I feel you like think the, so? yeah, I feel like the punk cloud is uh, it's. I think he's coming back. I don't think I don't think I don't even think it's a debate. I think he's coming back. I think he'll be back for that fucking All In show, and probably in the main event. Regardless of how you feel about him, I don't like him, right? I don't like him at all. The guy moves numbers for him. They were constantly getting over a million people watching every week when he was there. Constantly good houses when he was there, right? He leaves, business start going down again. I thought it was Cody, but I'm starting to think it's it's more punk than Cody. Hmm. Might be right. He also kind of lit a fuse and just... Tossed gas all over the company and then lit it and walked away <laughs> walked when he the left. Fuck off. Walked off in slow motion smoking a cigar. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whole company burning up behind him. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I was 80% sure he'd come back before that IG post. Now I'm at back at 50. Nah. It's too much money to be lost and Punk's a money guy. Whether he wants to tell you that or not. You think the elite will work with him? It's wrestling, man. Get over it. I might give a shit if you got heat. I got work with people I don't like every day. And I don't make a million dollars a year. Yeah, but the elite of marks. And I don't even like using that word. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Punk and... What do you think uh, a bigger match is? Punk and FTR versus the elite? Or you main event fucking all in with... Punk versus Omega. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to see no watered down trios match. You just gotta put those two against each other. My issue with that is Punk gets hurt every time he wrestles now. He is frailer than some peanut butter brittle. Yeah, so you put him in a match with Omega, it's gonna go at least forty minutes. He'll probably get hurt halfway through it, and then blame everybody else for making him keep wrestling. By all in, it'll be almost a full year. So I'm thinking he's probably healed up by now. This is his time to actually rehab it, make sure he can actually get through a match. I mean, the guy's 45. What do you want from him? <laughs> I mean, if he can't work, then fucking go home. But if you're going to be on TV demanding all this money, talking all this shit, I want you to be able to wrestle and then wrestle again next week and then the week after that without you getting fucking hurt. I don't see Edge crying when he's got to work a bunch. I don't see Bobby Lashley bitching that he's working every Monday with super heavyweights. He shows back up the next day. Bobby Lashley's older than fucking Punk is. Hey, some people are built differently. Yeah, he's got extra fast twitch fiber. Exactly. Punk is made out of paper mache. Fucking Pepsi Cola and ice cream bars. All of that. <laughs> uh, let's get to the power rankings, EJ. Then we can get the hell up out of here. Yes, sir. Let's get it. 
Coming in at number five on Chris Rucker's power rankings this week. Chaos Theory mentioned her earlier. She's the genius of the sky. EO Shirai, or EO Sky, I'm sorry. She won a match last night. She is now the number one contender, and we will get to see her versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship, and I am here for it. I think this match is going to be super athletic. Wouldn't it be crazy if EO just, like, won? It would be crazy, but it ain't happening. That be, I think that's the way to take the belt off Bianca, though. I don't want, like, a big drawn-out storyline. Just give me a random fucking somebody qualified and then just have her lose. I think Triple H would pull a trigger on that. You know, Vince is lurking. What are you doing, pal? <laughs> Bianca, look at her. She's built like a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> Montez right, over man. there, like, keep your hands to yourself, old yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like this job, but I beat your motherfucking ass. When is that match supposed to happen? I don't know. I don't. I didn't pay attention when they announced it. Uh, probably on Raw, but could be at the pay-per-view. Could be at mm. WrestleMania Backlash. That'd be cool for EO to get a spotlight like that, a one-on-one match at a big pay-per-view. It would definitely elevate her. Yeah. Are they moving towards splitting up damage control? What are I, they doing with them? I don't fucking know, EJ. I just work here. <laughs> Um, my number five pick, he didn't wrestle, but he made a little splash. I got Switchblade, Jay White. We talked about him earlier. I'm curious to see how they use him. Gotta put him over Ricky Starks, don't you, though? I was just about to ask you, who wins that match? Because Starks is on, Starks just got done beating Jericho. He's on the upswing. Now you got a guy coming in in the New Japan. Does Jay White win? I say he has to, and then... Ricky Starsky get his get back on Juice Robinson. Nah, I say they got to do some kind of fucking clusterfuck of a finish. If Starks loses, it's got to be because Juice cheats. Yeah, I didn't say Jay White went clean. I just said you got to yeah. have Jay White get the win. Yeah. Uh, my number four, I got your guy, main event Jay Uso at number four. Mm. Big win over Sami Zayn on SmackDown. And he doubled back, had a hell of a match with his brother versus uh, Alpha Academy. Living up to that name, main event, Jay. That's my number four pick. My number four pick of your new Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. My number three, oh, Liv, I guess I got to say her name, Liv and Raquel. Uh, <laughs> my number three pick, a man you just put as your number four pick, main event, Jay Uso. Like, you will never not hear me sing this guy's praises on this podcast. I think this dude is coming to his own and is just so fucking good. Yeah, they need to strap the rocket to his back and just let him cook. I think they're building up to it. I think we may see something by SummerSlam, especially if they split these belts up. Oh, yeah. Uh, We got him flip-flop. My number three is the new WWE Women's Champion. Living Raquel. I didn't think they were pull the trigger on them, but I guess they had to tie in the storyline with Trish turning her back on them. Didn't Raquel already have the belt? Didn't she have it with Aaliyah? Or am I tripping? Yeah, they uh they won the titles when uh Naomi and Mercedes gave them up. I wanna see more aggression from Raquel 
not just in the ring because when she goes in the ring she turns it on i don't want to see her smiling to walk towards the ring i want to see some aggression backstage too because she's just a cookie cutter character right now but yeah. gotta give her where props where props is due new tag team champions uh my number two pick is the judgment day as a group and as a label <laughs> i have uh what Smackdown. Who wrestled on SmackDown? Oh, Damian Priest and Dominic got the win over Ray and Santos. Tell me how Finn Balor is wrestling eight days after having a fucking gash from his fucking eyebrow to the back of his neck and his head. I don't understand how doctors cleared him. Is this dude a mutant? I think he got cleared when he wasn't supposed to. But why? But as a as a person, why would you be like, okay, cool, I'll go wrestle a fucking fifteen minute match? I think maybe they put maybe they put some super glue in his head. I'm trying to figure out how he healed up so quick. I I don't think he would have went wrestled if he wasn't healed. But how can you heal in eight days with that big of a fucking gash in your head? They probably say good enough. I know when you get a cut in boxing or in uh, MMA, you you're out for like at least thirty days. I want to say maybe even sixty or ninety. Yeah, something crazy like that, but. That's why he made my spot on the power rankings. He beat Rey Mysterio on Monday. Big win for him. And you still have uh, Rhea as a champion. So my number two pick is the Judgment Day. And let's talk about how much heat Ray, uh, Dominic has. Whew. Boy flubbing his lines and it still don't matter. Instead of people laughing at him, they're just, we still hate you, bro. <laughs> and it's not even go away heat. It's like straight up booze because he didn't yeah. really get the what chance like that. Like Charlotte. Yeah, they're just buying into him being a prick. He looks like such a dick. I was looking at him while he was talking the other night. Like, he's got the fucking hillbilly DNA where his beard grows in patches. Like, none of it really <laughs> connects. <laughs> he's got the Eddie Guerrero mullet. Whew. He looks like a stretched out version of Ray to me. It's speaking of kids that are bigger. Did you see the picture of Kevin Owens and his kid? Uh-uh. Kevin Owens' kid's like almost a foot taller than Kevin Owens. That's crazy. Somebody tweeted him and said, Kevin Owens, whatever you do, don't treat your kid the way Rey Mysterio did because he will fuck you up. <laughs> and isn't Kevin Owens like six foot, six one? Uh, he's somewhere around six-ish, maybe five eleven, six. That's but yeah, crazy. His, his kid's like... pre- I wouldn't say a foot taller, but he was, he was taller than Kevin Owens. And he still looks like he's 15 in the face. But That's was, crazy. Yeah, you have to you have to find that picture of him. It's it's floating around. I've seen like eighteen different people tweet it out. I saw his kid like maybe four or five years ago, and he was still little. Those growth spurts are a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, my number two. She won a match at New Japan this week, a triple threat match, defending her title, and she's defending the IWGP Women's Title again on April twenty third, maybe twenty eighth. Something like that. Uh, Mercedes Monet. Really good triple threat match. It was the only match on that card that I watched. Um, and, and until she's with a North American company, it'll probably be the only match on those cards that I watch is when she wrestles. And that, EJ, is star power. It is. I didn't get a chance to watch the match. Did it go long? It was about 15 minutes. And this was over in Japan? Uh yeah, this was in Japan. 
You think she's happy with what she's doing right now? I think she is. I think if you watch this match, you can see that she was too good for ninety percent of the people in WWE that they were putting her with. I feel like these women that she's wrestling with now are all smaller, faster, more athletic, and can do crazier shit. And that's the type. I don't think she ever fit in the WWE mold as to what they wanted as a wrestler. I think what she's doing now, she likes, and she's making money, and she's only working like once a month. How are you not happy? You get to go to Japan every now and then, getting a bag, being a champion, face of the face. Excuse me, face of a new division, basically, or face of because IWGP never had a women's champion before this. You're the second one. Think of who's gonna. Think of the person that's going to be over when they beat her. True. I'm just selfish. I want to see her back on North American TV. Hopefully we get it at Forbidden Door. Yeah. I don't mind it, man. I I think with the if this was 20 years ago, it would piss me off. But because now with technology and we're able to see everything, the world's such a smaller place. I don't mind it. You can go find it if you want it. You know, you just got to try a little harder. Yeah, like I said, I miss Mercedes money. Do your thing, girl. Uh, my number one power rankings for this week. We talked about her earlier. We put her as the number three women's wrestler in, in North America, Jamie Hayter. Big win over Riho. Still feuding with the outcast who um, I, I don't like Soraya, Soraya, whatever her name is, Paige. I never have. She did an interview on Busted Open last week, and I started to fucking like her. She's actually likable, like, in real life. But the character she plays on TV is just so annoying, and her as a wrestler itself just annoys me. But she's actually really likable. Um, I'm a fan of the Outcasts. Jamie Hayter's still feuding with them. If Jamie Hayter loses the title, it has to be to Tony Storm. It can't be Soraya or fucking Ruby Soho. Why not? Because other two suck. We just said Jamie Hader was the top three women's wrestler in North America. You can't lose the title to Ruby fucking Soho or Soraya, who's been retired for fucking five years. I don't think you can put on Soraya because what if her neck gives out again? I don't think you can put on Ruby Soho because she's not good enough to beat Jamie Hader. Ruby solid. Ruby Soho's not a good enough name to beat Jamie Hayter when we just said that she's probably the best women's champion they've ever had. You're going to go from that to Ruby Soho? Or you could take a gamble and put it on Jade. I wouldn't be mad at that. But then, if she's the world champion, she might get exposed in the ring. Probably. But I mean, you want to be a big superstar. Sink or swim. Um, I didn't come up with this idea, but I heard that Jade wouldn't uh she benefit from going doing a staying over in Japan and learning from those wrestlers over there. I think she would benefit from AEW house shows and more training. I don't think you necessarily gotta go to Japan, but I think with AEW running more house shows She'll get more reps and get more work as opposed to working once every couple of weeks and then just like training in a nightmare factory. Um, you know, that's how I feel about it. I feel like 
house shows are a good way for wrestlers to get better. They don't rent that many house shows yet, though. It's better than nothing. You got live rounds at a house show, right? Like, it's not... You're not in a fucking school where there's nobody watching. You actually have a crowd there. You know what works and what doesn't. You fuck up, they start chanting. You fucked up. Like, only difference is it's not on TV... And it's not going to go viral on the internet because chances are people won't catch it on their phones. Aren't AEW wrestlers still allowed to go to indie shows? Yeah. I mean, shit, Mox is at fucking GCW all the time. That's what she needs to do. She's too big a star for that. Moxley is one of the biggest stars in the company. She's a women's wrestler, though. I don't know. She would benefit from it. She would literally get money to go and squash somebody's champion she wouldn't go in there and have a fucking 15 minute knockdown drag out match she had a great match last week though with uh fuck what's her name she's like 18 or 19 she's been wrestling for 10 years now yeah i, I can't remember the girl off the top of the name the girl's name off the top of my head but that was a really good that's one of jade's better matches um but yeah i don't i don't think of anything i i just think fucking getting her in the ring with statlander and and uh Sheeta and people like that on the house show circuit, give them fucking 15 minutes and let her get her wind up and her skills in a long match like that. I I don't think going to Japan where she's the star and they're going to treat her like the star and she just dominates somebody would benefit her. That's just my opinion. You could be right. Batlander. I hadn't heard that name forever. Where's she been at? Injured. Always. I don't know who had the injured uh, title, either her or Dante Martin. Oof, that was a bad injury. I still and, un- and unnecessary. I still haven't watched it. I just heard I about have. like I've seen so many of those. Like I'm just I don't I don't want to see them anymore. When people break their legs like that. Bad man. I picked them as my breakout stars of the year, but I you got said, the break part right. I see what you did there. It's, it's contingent on them being healthy, and they both can't stay healthy for some reason. Yeah. But my number one, this is like the first week where we didn't have a lot of overlap in, on our list. My number one are your new AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR. Oh, damn, that happened last week, didn't it? I thought that was like two weeks ago. That happened last week. <laughs> yeah, they main evented. They main evented. You're right. I can't believe I left them off. Shame on me. Yeah, that's because we do the show on Tuesday, and then it's like a whole week before we come back. <laughs> yeah. AEW gets fucking dynamite mainly. Usually Rampage I watch on like Saturday morning, but dynamite just gets like left by the wayside to me. The match was okay. You know, it's the ass boys. They're still pretty new to the industry. But FDR helped them, carried them, and it's apparent that they signed back with the company. You think that was the right move? Yeah, I, I thought that was, like, all that crying and complaining and shit, I thought that was all, like, a setup. It was. You don't want to see him back in the WWE shaving backs again? Nah, I'm good. I wouldn't mind seeing them in the Usos, like, have a legit feud, but... After that, then what? You got Street Profits. You got KO and Sammy, maybe. Uh, 
they could have good matches with people, but WWE just doesn't focus on tag teams like AEW does. They come back to WWE, would they still be using the FTR name too? Because I think that's a big thing that got them over. That's something that the fans can chant. Can't chant Revival. They can still chant FTR. Fuck the Revival. <laughs> you know, Vince would go insane if you heard of that. Fuck yeah, the Revival. They can, they revival. Can, I came up with that. They can still chant <laughs> FTR. Um They'd have to bring their own music like Cody did. I think their music's a big thing to their act, too. That, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'd have to have a little bit more freedom, but who knows how much. Then again, like, Cody gets a lot of freedom. Uh, We haven't even talked about Cody. What do you think about his his promo last night? I like Cody, but sometimes he rambles and he uses words that are too big. Thank you. Took the words right out of my mouth. What do you call like, himself? The the something wolf? Yeah. I can't even remember what he said. It's like, Cody, we're wrestling fans, man. We don't read the fucking dictionary like that. Most of us, anyway. Like, a lot of people have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Also, you're fighting Brock Lesnar, and you're out there in a three-piece suit, and you think I'm supposed to believe that you're going to beat up Brock Lesnar? Sorry, it, it don't work. Yeah, you think somebody in backwoods Mississippi... Is gonna know what you're talking about. They gotta break out the the source, Funky Wagnall's <laughs> dictionary. <laughs> Funky Wagnall. <laughs> yeah, it's just he 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 does just like my grandma used to say. You overcooking my grits. <laughs> Cody overcooks the grits just a little bit too much. Like if he just leave well enough alone, but he's got to go that little extra mile that just makes me roll my eyes sometimes. Other than that, I thought the promo was good. I thought uh, I thought he got his point across. Again, I just come out with a t-shirt and some fucking pants on. You know, you don't have to be in a fucking business suit every fucking night. We get it. You got a fat ass wardrobe. Why not have him come out in his gear? Man, isn't that what Seth do? Isn't that what Seth does when he comes out to the crowd? Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't wrestling. He's playing up to the injury. But to me, like. If you're too hurt to fucking wrestle because your ribs are fucked up, like, isn't it hard to get a tight-ass vest on and a tight-ass shirt and a tight-ass suit jacket? Like, you're putting yourself through unnecessary pain just to look good. Throw a fucking t-shirt on and some joggers. You know you got some Lululemon joggers in your wardrobe, Cody? I don't think they sold the injury enough. Why don't you keep them off TV for a couple couple weeks the way that Brock whooped his ass? Yeah. Brock beat the dog shit out of that boy. I don't. I think it's a dangerous game they're playing. Having Cody do a speech every week. Find more creative ways to get him on TV. Do backstage stuff. Do out of arena stuff. It's starting to get redundant. Him coming out every week and cutting basically the same promo. Yeah, I think Cody's good on the mic. I I don't I don't know if it'll get played out anytime soon. But you're right. I think they do need to come up with more creative ways to get him on TV. I think Cody's great on the mic, but it's but so many times you could roll him out in the middle yeah. of the ring saying the same thing or make the promo sh- shorter too. His music like his music hits and you get excited and then you look up and he's in a suit and you're like, well, this motherfucker ain't wrestling. That's true. What do you put him in though? You can't, I don't think you could roll him out there in jeans. I don't know. I'm just, it's just a personal thing for me. Like I, I'm just not a fan of, 
always in a suit. Like even Batista, when he was in evolution and Randy Orton, all them, they didn't come out all the time in a suit. Like every now and then they'd have a fucking t-shirt and trunks on. Even if they weren't wrestling, just fucking change it up a little bit. But like you're coming out here talking tough to Brock Lesnar and you're in a three piece suit. Brock ain't scared of that shit. What did he used to wear in AEW? I know he had the suits too, but didn't he come out in sweats sometimes with the Nightmare Factory stuff maybe? Every now, when they would come out uh, at the end of the show, he would come out in like a hoodie sometimes or like like he would wear like workout clothes. Yeah. And I thought it I thought it I thought it made him look like a real fucking person as opposed to a guy that's always like buttoned up underneath his chin every time you see him. Like do you ever loosen up? Like I picture Cody sitting at home watching a fucking football game in a three piece suit. Like Brandy's walking around in like a booty shorts or something and Cody's in a three piece suit. They're playing with the kid fucking kid spits up shit all over his fucking suit. It's like loosen up, man. Gives me Ric Flair vibes. If Ric Flair was a heel, though, he wanted to give off the image that he's better than you. And that's kind of what the image that Cody's giving off. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that that threw the whole interview off for me last night, the whole promo. But, again, they're doing something right. The people were chanting his name before he said anything. Uh, and they were behind him the whole time in the promo. So, you know, we, we could be the outliers here, EJ. Whatever they're doing is working. It ain't working for me, but it's working. We may be the outliers, but you and I have seen this story before, and the fans will eventually get tired of it. I'm not wishing it, but we know how fickle the fans are. We'll see. Uh, you got anything else you want to say if we get up out of here, EJ? Um, no, just thanks to all the listeners, like always. Also, uh, be on the lookout for Haymaker MMA Episode 3. is going to drop on all the podcasts platforms very soon that's all i got shout out to uh 80s wrestling fan for winning wrestlemania t-shirt week shout out to everybody that played and took place in wrestlemania t-shirt week always a lot of fun hopefully we can do it bigger and better next year um if you're listening to this on audio please subscribe or if you listen to this on twitch watching it you can subscribe now where you don't have to see the commercials and the ads for us. And if you listen on audio, please like it, share it, review it, give us a rating. Um, next week, I'll start reading the ratings when people leave us. I think we got, I think we got one or two in the past like month or so. So I'll start reading the ratings online and shouting the people out there that are doing it. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all we got for EJ Reed. I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. Until next week. It is indeed showtime. Boot to the face productions. It is indeed showtime, folks.